Welcome everyone to Prep Yourself with Alexis Holzer and Danny Nelson. Nelson, Nelson, Nelson. <laughs> uh, I feel like it's been an extra long while. Yeah, me too. I think it's a combination of actual time passing and also that we've kind of done some irregular taping. Yes. <laughs> It's like irregular. What? <laughs> this is going the wrong direction. Fast. You know. <laughs> Gross. Uh, so we did go to Starbucks. We got invited to do something that uh, an event that was completely inhabited by professionals mm-hmm. at every single other booth at the event, and then there was us. Yeah. And that's not, podcast. that's not to say that, you know, we feel like we didn't belong there. We definitely didn't belong there, but it's more <laughs> of a thank you to Starbucks for believing in us and thinking that we can hang with these guys. Right, because... And we and, had a blast. And they even high-fived us a bunch of times. Yeah. Except for the one so security awesome. guard who wouldn't high-five us for some reason. Oh, really? Yeah. He just, <laughs> I was like, high-five. He was like, no. I'm not supposed to touch you, ma'am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they, the, so we, um, received an email. Yeah. So this is actually a big deal in Seattle because Starbucks is a really big deal in Seattle. I don't know if you live in Seattle, you probably know, but <laughs> I mean, maybe not. There are thousands of people who work in that building. Oh yeah. And they go out of their way to, uh, do a lot of things to have a uh, good employee engagement and stuff, mm-hmm. but they have a whole like group of people who are tasked to put on events, put on events and do, um, and some of them are focused on specifically emergency preparedness for the company. So we first heard about the fair from Ashley Young, who works at Starbucks. What's the name of their team? They do business continuity, crisis management, and emergency preparedness. Wow. So she... Help plan this uh, fair and said, we would love to have you guys at our preparedness fair. It's our third annual. And I was like, Danny, we should do it. And then we had this conversation about should we do it? Should we not? Because this was like maybe a month and a half or two months ago. So we're still really young in the podcast. and just not sure <laughs> we could do it. <laughs> As if we're so old now. We really, like, Lex sends this to me. First of all, we both laugh forever because mm-hmm. we're we're like this is actually a real thing and we honestly try to tell them that they don't want us at the fair. We're like here's the thing, we're complete novices. We don't have any kind of marketing that we can like hand out. We're weirdos and also we have professional jobs. Yep. Like that are not podcasting, right? Surprise! I like, I don't know if I can get time off of work. <laughs> then they write back, and they're like, "No, you are perfect. You are everything to us. Come to <laughs> come to this fair. Be in this fair." Well, now they're like that. Or they were complete professionals, and they were like, 
no, like this is how we found out for the last two years. Yeah, we think that you would be interesting. We like what you're doing. Come and so again, we were like, no, no, no. Please understand. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're like, so we finally say yes. And I'm like, oh, could you send me the list of the other people that'll be there? Yeah, I look at this list. I'll read off some of the the initial list. Alliance of People with Disabilities, City of Seattle, FEMA, King County OEM, King County Search and Rescue, Medic First Aid, Puget Sound Energy. That's just the beginning of the list. Mm -hmm. There's like a list of like 30 some odd vendors. Mm -hmm. We are the only one that is such nonsense. Because who does a disaster comedy podcast? I don't know. And so then we also had to get some kind of marketing stuff together so that we could um, have something to hand out. Lex reached out to a friend who is a cartoonist. On the side. On the side. Yeah. So big shout out to Gil for drawing our cartoon that's called How to Survive a Nuclear Attack. Maybe if it doesn't immediately kill you. <laughs> Such a short title for so much information. Uh, and so that was really uh, incredible. And then we made another little kind of short sheet because we wanted to be able to have quick conversations with people about things you could do for free at your house that night when you went home. Mm -hmm. So this is our plan. We're going to go. We're going to hand these things out. We're going to interview some people. Yeah. Danny takes it to another level with our marketing, by the way. We also get two sets of business cards. (laughs) The giant letters from our live podcast say, prep yourself, you know, PYSP. Another stand-up poster that is hilarious that describes our podcast perfectly, (laughs) mainly that we make fun of Anne Hesh. (laughs) And in really teeny tiny letters at the very bottom, it says uh, part of the main part of the podcast is just mispronouncing things, Mm -hmm. as you will see in this podcast right now. So bad. Um, So... Again, Danny does a bang-up job of planning an event for us, and I just show up, like, (laughs) 10 minutes after it starts. (laughs) Maybe 10 minutes before, to be fair. Um, uh, But I roll up with my super dorky recording gear, and uh, it either made people come in or, like, avoid us like the plague. Absolutely. There were people who (laughs) took a wide swath. There were people who, like, glanced at us. And it may have been my marketing materials. They might have been like, Mm. no, thank you. I think it was me. Or they could have seen the mic, the shotgun mic that lights that out. If you don't know what a shotgun mic is, it's about three feet long. (laughs) Or it feels that way and you just put it in someone's face. You're like, hey, can I interview you? Yep. And Lex had on her headphones. She loves to wear her headphones. If there's any chance for her to have her headphones on, she didn't even have them plugged into anything. No. She just had it like stuffed in her pocket. Yeah. And just so we interviewed some people and um, we're going to play some of those interviews for you. So if you work at Starbucks, maybe it's you. And also, thank you so much to all the people at Starbucks who participated because if there was one thing that I learned from this entire exercise, one is that. I couldn't believe how many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people came to this. And, 900. And, and were interested and were interacting and were asking questions. And that was really cool to see that level of participation just in a company at all. 
but also the level of intellect that came with a lot of the conversations that we had with people. Uh, they really genuinely care, and they are trying to learn just like we're trying to learn. Mm-hmm. So I really think that was the best kind of learning experience on my side other than some of the specifics you'll learn with us today. Let's hear from the people. Question number one. What natural disaster are you most afraid of in Seattle? I think the earthquake that everyone's talking, you know, 9.0, whatever, you know, that I think that would be catastrophic, so probably not. Earthquakes? Tsunami. Just only earthquakes? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Tsunami! Any size. We have some tsunami. Uh, I'm like a large earthquake. Okay. I'm being, on, being like, driving the viaduct and it happening, yeah. So you still drive the viaduct? Oh, yeah. For now. What disaster are you most afraid of in Seattle? The earthquake that everybody's talking about. <laughs> Yeah. that question. So, Joe, are, is the earthquake of top of mind for you, or is there another natural disaster you're afraid of in Seattle? It's the earthquake. Probably on top of that is the mudslides that can be triggered from it as well. Yeah, good point. Landslide. Probably earthquake. Uh, it has to be an earthquake. They've been talking about the big one that's supposed to happen for years and years and years. So if it ever happens, I just want to be in the right place at the right time like anyone else. Ooh, most afraid of? Probably the massive earthquake that will have all of the state of Washington west of the Cascades fall off into the ocean and drown and die. That one. That one. The 15.0. Right, right, right. You know, it's not going to happen this year or next, but who knows? It could happen. Okay. Well, I just got finished telling somebody I don't focus too much on the peril. I I feel like I'm focused on the disaster itself because they come in so many different flavors. Um, But if you really were were going to... kind of put me in a corner and force me to, to pick one. Um, I'd probably say earthquake just because it's something that we see, we're seeing a lot of here and we talk about a lot and it gets a lot of press. Mine's nuclear war. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I am just worried about the Mount Rainier come, come over on us very soon. It's gonna just explode. explode on us, and then maybe I don't know what will happen in the future. But that is the only dream, the nightmare I think of it. My nightmares are about nuclear war. Oh, uh, not here. <laughs> I, maybe you never know. But you never know. The North Korea throw the hydrogen bomb on us, and then we all over the tsunamis and all. You never know what will happen. Uh, the disaster. Well, I don't. Probably an earthquake here at work, but at home I live in Puyallup, and the worst one there is uh, a volcanic eruption by Mount Rainier. Uh, earthquake and zombie apocalypse. Zombie apocalypse. Zombie apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. Um, and are you preparing for those? Uh, well, yes, but a couple of friends, of my, friends of mine, and I talked about it recently. Where there's an earthquake, it depends on where you are. If you're nowhere near your go-to bag, it's just like, okay, we know that it's going to happen, and we hope for the best. Yeah. So we're as prepared as we can be. But you know, what if uh, you know I happen to be on an escalator in Westlake Center when it happens? Hey, I'm in a mall. But that's where the zombies come from. If you've seen Dawn of the Dead, so be helpful. And how are you preparing for the zombie apocalypse? Um, I wish I had a good answer for that. Um, basically, making my brain as tasteless as possible. Um, well, listen to this podcast. You're well on your way. All right. 
won't. Uh, Kim Jong Un. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Everyone's saying earthquake. I'm like earthquake. Yeah, I know that'll be a piece of cake compared to <laughs> right? Kim. Yeah. Probably earthquake or volcano. All right. Mine's nuclear war. Okay. So consider that as well. No, first of all, I hope you're wrong, but... <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to find a bathroom, and I can't. <laughs> Number one disaster. She has more problems than we have time to talk about. <laughs> so many problems. <laughs> I have... I am a disaster. I literally have a shirt that says it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, I love that so many people... The big one had such a huge effect, that oh, article. Yeah. You just have to... I don't even think it's the article. People just know that it's going to happen. And I think maybe it's Starbucks or like larger corporations. Maybe you have more education because they have a responsibility to inform you about things like this. Do they have a responsibility or do they care enough to make it their responsibility? Maybe a little bit of both. I don't know. But yeah, earthquake won by a landslide. Oh, bringing it all in. Plus nuclear war. <laughs> I like how every time someone's like, I was like, we're going to get bombed. <laughs> how are you not thinking about the nuclear disaster that's impending? See, that's that's just like way more frightening to me than the earthquake. Earthquake will happen. Yeah. I'm more afraid of the possibility of this other complete horror that can be prevented right because it is completely human made yep that is more terrifying and like everything i read in the news is oh my god is this gonna be like the thing that pushes it over the edge right but i do think there's something to be said for uh an earthquake is just as sure to happen and yeah like even though you're sure of it like most people don't they're not really actively doing anything about it same with nuclear war Nuclear war will cause significantly more damage than really? an earthquake. Yes. Oh my god. What if the whole what if like that guy says everything from the Cascades West just falls in the ocean? Well that's actually not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that guy said it, Lex. That guy said I don't it. Know. Yeah. Well, this isn't a depressing thing. This is a comedy podcast. (laughs) So I did, like, this is what I was talking about, too, about people were willing to be very genuine about Uh their concern and um, let us know kind of what was going on. And then they had some great stories to follow it up with. So Mm -hmm. the, you know, kind of our, that was our warm up question in general for people. And then we moved on to personal narratives, if you will. Yeah, so the second question that we asked them was... And have you ever been in a natural disaster? Uh, I have. I was around when the Northridge Creek happened in California a couple of decades ago. What did you do? Uh, Duck and cover. Uh, It was very interesting. The house shook, furniture moved. Uh, And then I worked for a company who's had a couple of stores that were demolished. So we went and we helped where we could to, uh, you know, retrieve what we could out of the buildings. What was the one thing that you had in that time, like during that disaster, that you were so thankful that you had? Oh. Bottle of whiskey. I'll answer first. (laughs) Gosh, uh, probably the fact that there was a table nearby that I could duck under for protection. Um... Really, and then just have to wait it out. It lasted 
can't remember how long it lasted, but it felt like forever when it was happening. Well, let's not let that happen again. Right, yeah. Or just always keep that table with you. <laughs> True. Yeah. I evacuated from Katrina. You did. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. How'd that Before go? Before it struck. Before it struck, so. Was there any moment where you were like, maybe I don't have to go, I can write it out? Mm, no. We were already, we weren't living there. We were on our way out. We were visiting for the weekend. So I was like, oh, we should probably leave now. Yeah, yeah that's a good idea. Early. Anyone for you? Yeah. No, I, I lived in Arkansas most of my life. Nothing happens there. So. <laughs> I've been in situations where people have done that before. So it's Okay, not. that's my next question. What natural disaster have you been in? Not a natural disaster. Uh, former military. We didn't bring enough water and we were on an outpost for three more days than we planned and so uh, it was just like the water we had for a while and some people didn't ration it enough and so they took it upon themselves to uh, keep themselves hydrated. They'd all heard that you can drink it a couple of cycles before it starts getting toxic so. um, Can you describe my face right now? You're shocked and um, a little bit blushing and (laughs) I would almost say credulous is the best description. I've been in a bad accident, car accident, and I've been through an earthquake, but that's about the worst of a disaster I've been through. Nothing major. Have you ever been in an earthquake? I was here for the Nisqually one. That's the biggest. I know we've had a lot of little ones, but Nisqually was, uh, was, wasn't huge, obviously, but still enough to really make you open your eyes and go, whoa, what's going on? I went through the last earthquake on the 26th floor of the financial center in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty scary because the um, the thing to turn the blinds with was literally <laughs> swinging like a pendulum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you duck and cover? I did duck and cover, and the funny thing was was that my phone rang, so I reached my arm up and answered the phone. You did. <laughs> I'm on the clock. My fiance was on the phone at the time, and he had just went through the earthquake in Tacoma, and now it was hit in Seattle. Oh my gosh! I know. I know. I don't know why I have it. I guess of answering the phone. I like your commitment. I have been in several. Um, In uh, '89, Loma Prieta. I was a student down in the Bay Area, so the near the uh, um, where the um, Cypress structure collapsed in Oakland. Um, I was in the big uh, Oakland Hills fire, um, 1991, and a matter of fact, they evacuated everything to um, the street behind where I lived. Um, I was in this building for the Nisqually earthquake in 2001, so there's three right there. <laughs> um, I'm running away from you right now. <laughs> now, I was driving on the road. What year did we have the earthquake, the Nisqually earthquake? 2001. Okay. I was on the road, I guess that's about as close as I can say. Yeah. What happened? I thought I had a flat tire, but yeah. But I was just driving, you know, my car started going all wonky all over the road, but and then immediately, you know, the radio comes on, yeah, we had an earthquake, but That's so cool. But no, like but you're like, no, like mm, what is that, a flat tire? Nope. The whole earth moved. Yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't steer straight. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of car were you in? Uh, a little Acura. A little Acura Integra, yeah. All right, now we have a commercial for Acura, and they better pay us money. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Acura. Where's my paycheck? Uh, 
A lot of the people, West Coasters, they were in not just the Nisqually, but a bunch of earthquakes. Yeah, a couple of people from California that were in bad ones that I hadn't heard of. Um, one of those guys went on to say that uh, maybe it was a fire. I think one had been in an, an earthquake and a fire that they evacuated right up to his street. And um, they were like going in and seeing if the first responders needed anything. And they're like, get out of here. We don't need your help. I was like, that's a good message to people. Like, stay safe, stay away. For sure. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you necessarily don't offer help when you could potentially. I guess yeah, if, maybe to your neighbors and stuff, but the first responders maybe. If they're yeah. saying like, hey, it's over. Yeah. You need to get out of there. Mm-hmm. I always go back to when um, Leaf and his friends were on yeah. that. In Whistler? Uh, yeah, this their vac- snowboard vacation, and they were the first ones to run into the building mm-hmm. and like trying to get people out of there. Yeah, so weird. Like at any time, you could just be the person, the person who's like aware enough to be, you know, on top of things. Mm-hmm. Also, um, a big thing that I took out of uh, a bunch of the way that people told us these stories is kind of how paralyzed you feel in that moment. Like, you're trying to just take in, you're trying to resituate what is going on, kind of, you know, into Or you just answer your that phone. Makes sense. <laughs> but that's her, like, that's her situating, that's she, yeah. like she said, just, just like muscle memory of just yeah. being like, everything's fine. And now She's I answer like the phone. in a burning room. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't burning. Except under a table and the whole world is like, <sighs> and she's like, oh, what if you get a text? You like get she's a text. Like, oh, I gotta get this. <laughs> They're like, you have an appointment on Tuesday. Text C to confirm. Like, well, if we make it through this, I definitely want to keep that appointment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um. But a lot of what people kind of talk about within disaster preparedness is part of repetition with disaster preparedness is it helps you move into motion and actually start doing something because the fear of when a disaster happens can paralyze you for one second or it could paralyze you for days Mm -hmm. of just – and it's not not that you're not a strong person or whatever. It's just that trauma – can mess you up in a lot of ways and then you know how you how quickly you recover mm-hmm. sometimes has to do with how um confident or competent you feel in a situation of like doing something about mm-hmm. it but a lot of people that we talked to were like I've never been in any kind of disaster yeah. and that's miraculous yeah they said it, they'd never been in one um and other people were like yeah we're preparing but it's kind of like you know Right place, right time, or wrong place, wrong time, as it were. Right. Um, but it's still important to prepare. It's still important to practice, um, like meeting up with your neighborhood snap when they do simulations. <laughs> that is true, which we're, we're going to talk about in a minute. Uh, I do like, too, though, when we talk about the one lady who had uh, – left Katrina, so she had evacuated. Mm -hmm. So, you know, those kinds of disasters, even though she was completely safe and she had evacuated, it still is prevalent in her mind Mm -hmm. of how close she was to such an enormous disaster happening. Such an impact for our country. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. Yeah. In so many ways. In so many ways. And I think that that is important, too. Like, the people, the way that people uh, are directly impacted just as a rippling effect uh, beyond uh, 
actually being there. Of course, being there is the worst. But that's why I got it actively. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> duh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, third question. We were like, <laughs> we wanted to line it up a little bit. We were getting, we were getting back to ourselves. Create some comic relief. <laughs> and also mispronounce some things. Oh, my God. What celebrity would you like to be stranded with in a natural disaster? I, some of those young little whippersnappers. Actually, you know what? Obama. Oh, yes. Girl after my own yes. heart. No, can I have Michelle too? Okay, you yes. can have two. Okay. Kind of a package deal. Huh? Yeah, that's. Those are the folks that I would want. Oh. I don't know, J Lo, whatever. Yes. J-Lo could help. Yeah, yeah she could help. Which celebrity? Wow. I think Jerry Seinfeld. Nice. <laughs> he is really good conversationalist. Yeah. He would be really fun to talk to. I loved the show. Um, and he seems like he would just be really upbeat, you know? He's not like a, a Debbie Downer kind of guy, you know? He, he looks... I, yeah. Laughter is great medicine, they say, right? I think there would be no shortage of that with him. I'd say Jennifer Lopez. We can keep each other. Yeah. Yeah, we'll keep each other company. We'll, we'll survive. I know. Oh, gosh. Um, living or dead? Well, I think living might help okay. the situation better. But if you want to hang out in the cemetery. I'm wondering if we can go back to in time or something like that. Um, boy, um, that's a tough one uh, because. I can't really think of anybody that I would necessarily want. Either help you out, or make you laugh, yeah. Or how about a celebrity out. chef? How about um, how about uh, let's st- let's stick local and let's say um, let's say uh, Tom Douglas. So I, hopefully we'll be all eating well with some of the local resources that we can. Danny Paul Lopez. You are the third person to say. Okay. <laughs> what celebrity would you want to be stranded with in a disaster? Um. Not gonna be who you think. I would like to be stranded with Tom Douglas because he's going to cook everything for me. That is so funny. You're the second person to say that. Or Marcus Samuelson because he's cute. But I think he's married. Well, they're probably both married. We don't know if she survived. All they're gonna have left, so. Uh, yeah, my go-to answer is always David Duchovny, but I'd want it in the early X-Files years. So if I can get 90, 1997, 20 years ago, David Duchovny, I'm down with that. And that would help in like an alien invasion. Well, yeah, you're right. It would help in multiple situations. Yeah. All right. Oh, damn. What a good question. Uh, Nora Jones, maybe. Any Don't tell my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have a beautiful Korean voice. No, she doesn't. But she's got a lot of other really exceptional qualities. So there's that's she's. But she's not a celebrity, so she doesn't qualify as an answer. She's a celebrity in your heart. That's true. Okay, my girlfriend. Second question: When are you gonna pop the question? Oh. <laughs> you know, my kids are the ones that are constantly asking me that too. For the rock. <laughs> she said The Rock. She, she said, said Dwan Jansen. She said, she said Dwan Jansen. Okay. Uh, and and you? Um, I ha- I cannot think of anybody at the moment. Um, what's the what's the X Men guy? I can't think of his name. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. I would go with him. I'll get excited about that yes. one too. And he does musical theater. Yep. Yes. Thank you, ladies. You Keep that positive mental yeah, attitude in the right place. 
I'll go Jennifer Aniston. Nice. <laughs> yeah. We've had Jennifer door. Lawrence. We've had Jennifer okay. Lopez. Apparently the Jennifers are yeah. where it's at. Should we change our name to Jennifer? Sure. We're okay. both named Jennifer. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I doubt they're coming to Seattle, though. Maybe. Well, they hear there's a lot of earthquakes and nuclear attacks up here, so. But if they know so many people want to cuddle with them afterwards, there they, you go. they want to. Okay. <laughs> Can we talk about this Dwayne Johnson situation? The Rook? The Rook Johnson? Dwayne Johnson? We were so excited that someone said that. In this moment, I just wanted to say that... So we're on one side of a table. We'll put a picture up uh, on the... I on, almost flipped the table. On our, I am like leaping over Lex <laughs> trying to high-five this lady while I'm like ramming into the table. We and almost Lex. had a disaster. And then I couldn't even say his name. What is wrong? I think Danny had a small stroke. <laughs> I did. I might have actually had a small stroke. Oh my god! <laughs> Beyond that, Beyond I'm really that. surprised at how many guys said J Lo. Like so many like that immediately. <laughs> I mean, she is a beautiful woman. Yeah, she's talented. She's, she's still great got it. looking. Yeah, she's obviously kept up all of her exercising. She might just take charge. Like, could you imagine a J Lo Rock combo? Oh my gosh. What? What if they got into a fight, though, and they made opposing camps in this, oh. like, apocalyptical situation? Like, they had, like, snap groups that were just on the other side <laughs> of the wall from each other. Would you be on Team Boom Jansen? <laughs> you know whose team I'm going to be on. I don't even know. I have literally <laughs> talked about him every single episode since oh San gosh. Andreas. So <laughs> Maybe funny. before that. Good I don't know. job, man. I, I listened to that, know. and I but just about peed my pants. I do like how many people uh, said comedians. Uh-huh. We had a bunch of comedians mm-hmm. uh, that were brought up uh, also immediately, and also uh, the whole Tom Douglas thing. Yeah. That was so funny to me. It was either we want to eat well, we want to laugh, we want to be entertained, I think, pretty much overall. Yeah, we want to be or entertained. Or we just want to cuddle. Just some cuddles. Till the end of time. Oh my gosh, the lady who's like, I just want to get fat. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. I was like, who do you have to like, put an effort for? Yeah, who are you impressing? You're like, finally, I'm going to eat all the flavors of Tom Cupcake Tom. Royale. Oh my gosh. And Tom, oh my God. Going to the Dahlia and eating every single dessert. I'd eat so much. I'd eat a serious amount of pie. So much pie. Get a it? serious pie. <laughs> Which is funny because it's a pizza Seattle, pie. That's the name of a restaurant of Tom Douglas. And also it's pizza pie. Not <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it is. Serious pie. <laughs> Don't fight me on this. <laughs> Have you been to serious pie? Mm-hmm. And also the one that's on Westlake in the morning, it's serious biscuit. It's so good. Serious pie and biscuit. Yes, of course it's pizza, but it's called Serious Pie. I know, but I'm saying I just want the audience to know. I don't want them to go there thinking they're going to get some pie and not know (laughs) that it's pizza pie. If you live in Seattle, this is not a pie (laughs) restaurant. It is a pizza restaurant owned by Tom Douglas. And also, as much as we talk about Tom Douglas, I think also commercial. Like essentially, this is commercial. Me too. When did you meet him? Uh, At the Nintendo holiday party. Oh, awesome. 
Yeah, he was making some mad buffet food. Oh, awesome. nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. there have been a couple of events at my place that have uh, been done. They're one of our caterers, uh, and he's come to a couple of the, like, oh, yeah, yeah, super yeah. fancy mm-hmm. events where, uh, or, like, charity events that they're doing, you know, that, like, he's, like, part of the draw of coming. Mm-hmm. But usually there's so many people surrounding him with, like, stars in their eyes mm-hmm. that I'm like... It's cool. I'll be over here. Like, well, that was me and Nicole. So Nicole oh. and I were at the party together, and we ran up to him. We're like, oh, "Can we have a picture with you?" He's like, "Sure." And he's yeah. huge. So he, he is just a big like guy. Puts his arms around us, and we're like, our heads are like at his armpits. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys are quite tall, and he Thank is you. tall. You Thank know, you. That's, he's really, really tall. Um, but that's how you reached his armpits by being so tall. Yes. Uh, I but I did actually get to meet him one time because they participated in this really cool like key scavenger hunt that was done all through the city by oh. a bunch of different I th- maybe it was the Chamber of Commerce who okay. did it. It was a bunch of different businesses that were involved, and there were all these keys hidden all over the city, and cool. then clues would be released, and then people would find the keys eventually, and then they got to go and open a um, uh, box at the bank. And then you got to find out what your prize was. Whoa. And it was all restaurants. So when I say it was a bunch of businesses, it was all different restaurants. So you but you open the box and Tom Douglas is in there? <laughs> Just his top. He unfolded into a real person. Ta-da. No, you, there was like a little piece of paper of what you won. So it might be like <laughs> dinner for two at a Tom Douglas restaurant. Nice. Or it, or the one that where I actually got to meet him was a dinner for 20. Whoa. It was the grand prize Damn. of the scavenger hunt. And it was really fun. Cool. I mean, super cool that he did yeah. that with everybody. So, local celebrities, J-Lo and Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Jansen. <laughs> no, that was really funny. So, then, so we were asking these questions, but then there are some other things that were recorded that maybe did not completely pertain to the questions that we were asking. <laughs> How are you feeling about it so far, Danny? I feel really good about the people I've talked to, the people who, when I say that it's us, they're like, it's you guys? Like, <laughs> what, we're just out here repping for some other weirdos who have a comedy? Yeah, no, we're getting paid for this. <laughs> we're, we're getting, we did get paid for this, $20. Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about how we got paid for this. <laughs> so, everyone, it's official. We finally got paid for doing this podcast. <laughs> we had, had $20 in my pocket. 20 in our pocket. It's still laying on my counter. Like, I, I, I can't put it, like, in my wallet. Did you I have iron to keep it, it? Out. I didn't need to. It was so <laughs> flat and perfect before I did anything. And so uh, this lady that we had met before, Cheryl, previously mm-hmm. uh, in passing at, was it at, the, was it at a snap Yeah, event? at the simulation. Uh, we had met her before, and she came up early on to just say hello and, like, you know, nice to see us. Congratulations for making it to the big leagues <laughs> at Starbucks. <laughs> and she was uh, looking at some of our marketing stuff, and she's like, who sponsors you guys for all of this? And we were like, 
<laughs> I've had that question before. So I was like, so how do you make money for your podcast? I was like, I have a job. <laughs> Get paid for this. <laughs> so, so we told her like completely self-produced. We pay for everything that has anything to do with this podcast, except for the presents that Lex gets from Mike, and then he pays for them, and we just reap the benefits. But otherwise... Like, we're paying to print the yeah. business cards. Starbucks did the- print some of them for us. Starbucks was awesome and totally printed some of our stuff for us. And that was because now we have, like, a, a few left over. So now we can look cool at at least yeah. one more event. Uh, but Cheryl gets out $20 yeah. and throws it on She's the like, table. Here you go. And we're like, no, absolutely not. You're also a volunteer. You don't. No, you're not giving us money. She She's like, take it. Take it. She Just wouldn't. take it. Take my money. Yeah, I was like. It was essentially the greatest moment of my existence. So funny. I mean, you've birthed a person. I have. I did that one time. I have birthed the podcast with you. I think um, if other people feel compelled to give us money, (laughs) (laughs) we'll be. It'll be easier for us to accept it. I mean, we'll say no, 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 but we mean. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was so sweet. It was so, very sweet. So Thank you so much. It is going to be used probably to buy wine. I mean, <laughs> just knowing us. Other marketing materials. We're going to reinvest it in the company. Or we could reinvest it in supplies for a Snap thing. Oh, I like it. Let's do that. Okay. We got $20 on Snap next time that we're up for an event. We'll bring the, the snacks. <laughs> we will bring the snacks. Uh, another thing did happen with the snap uh, um, reps, and because now we've had a couple of opportunities to meet them at different uh, uh, events, and uh, Cynthia had come up to us and she had listened to one of our episodes, the one that we did specifically on the simulation that we went to, and let us know that it was a little hard, you know, as someone who who spends her life force uh, creating this uh, vo- completely volunteer organization to help people survive disaster. She said it was a little hard to listen to as far as, like, the criticisms and stuff went. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that for us, this podcast, uh, you know, I apologize. I think that this podcast is something where we're learning all the time. We know nothing. <laughs> we know nothing. And we go in, we have, part of what we're trying to do is convey our complete ignorance in situations that we go to and then let you know how how we learn and how far we come. And all I can say is that I hope that I get to learn um, all the all that there is to learn in the city of how to be helpful. <laughs> and Danny that was deeply affected. And by this interaction. I know, don't, yeah. Well, you know, I don't think when we're sitting here making jokes, we're thinking about effects on other people. I yeah. was saying that my anticipation of the event, um, my impression of what it was going to be, was totally not what it was. And then once we learn more about Snap from Matt, like at the live episode, and it was when he said, this is an all grassroots volunteer organization they don't get any support from the city or anything and we're like oh wait like none at all because in my mind I thought there was some connection to them organizing the simulation that we went to and no not at all not like at all. it's all they volunteers that created it yeah. from scratch yes and there are the you know these volunteers and people like uh, Tim who we interviewed from the ACS 
you know, they just self-organize and I have a lot of respect for that. Um, We did end that episode in our defense saying, hey, these people are doing awesome. Our call to action is everybody else needs to get involved too. So I hope that they got some good traffic at this uh, prep fair and that more people will find their hub and their snap, you know, their neighborhood meetup place and get more involved because that's what we need. And also just all of our listeners do need to get involved. Like I do think it's one of the best ways to latch into what's already being organized before you really try to start organizing something brand new from Mm -hmm. scratch. Cool. More bloopers. More bloopers. Um, Can you call space with a ham radio? Yes, you absolutely Why are you lying? I'm not lying, but then you're not asking me whether space will answer, and that's the hardest part. No, if you have the right antennas, and if you have their software that will tell you when the space station will come over and stuff like that, it, you can do it. It's Now, can you do it any old time with any old radio? No, but it's that is not like a mythological thing. It's a thing that really does happen. Danny keeps telling me you can call plus, space. Plus, hams have our own satellites as well. There are a bunch of ham radio satellites. So again, you get software. It tells you when it's going to head over. You have to have directional antennas, which are like the antenna version of this mic. They're, they point your signal at, in a very specific way, or they receive signals from a point. And you point that at the satellite, and you talk, and it, it that really is a thing. All right, I guess I've been proven wrong once again. Whoever you wrong about? Uh, you can't call space, I just confirmed. No, he told me I could. I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you, like, can even, you can even bounce your signal off the moon and talk to somebody on a, at a very different part of the Earth. That's a real thing, too. I can bounce things off the moon. You can bounce things off the moon. Other than my hopes and dreams. Waves. I don't know. I'm still skeptical. (laughs) I had no idea about the moon thing. I am even, like, right now, my level of excitement about the fact, like, how would I know if I was bouncing it off the moon, though? Well, what do you think all those craters are from? (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Hello. Hey there, Cheese Moon. This is Danny Nelson sitting in a basement. What would your call name be? I don't know what my call. What would my call name be? I don't know. If it's if I'm calling Cheese Moon, what it? It should be Cheese Moon. I should be Cheese Moon. The sound bouncer calling Cheese Moon. Uh, I get more fascinated with ham radios all the time, mm-hmm. and Tim actually was super personable. And mm-hmm. also excited about what we were doing and also completely understood our nerdiness because it's the same with the ham operator mm-hmm. um, situation where they're investing in equipment and getting together and trying to organize. And uh, I don't know. It was great. Yeah. It was great to have him be our neighbor. I also asked a couple of people, like, what would be your most favorite leisure item and he was like, my ham radio, of course, because it's just fun to use and it's useful. And I was like, yeah, we do need one of these. We really do. Maybe we need to like set up a clubhouse down in my basement. <gasps> oh, my gosh. And it has a ham radio all set up. But also the hamburger phone. Mm-hmm. And the BioLite. 
and we're just ready to go. There's a lot of empty space behind you. <laughs> oh my gosh, can that be our hand? Preppers only. <laughs> <laughs> Even Lily tries to get in there, and you're like, no, no, this is mommy's area. Until you can prep for yourself. <laughs> you stay out. Also, you're going to have to watch Frequency again. You'll be so sad about it. Oh, no. I never watched it. You didn't even try. Mm -mm. That's because I told you not to. I'm pretty (laughs) sure I, like, texted you during Frequency and was like, don't do it. Don't. Worse than Waterworld. Don't do it. (laughs) so good. Okay. What we don't have on tape is our awesome fire putting out skills. Oh, goodness. Mm -hmm. We almost forgot to talk about that. Like we won't draw it out because we'll let the video speak for speak itself. For itself. The there was a station which we it was almost the end of the fair and it trickled down to barely anyone being in the room. Kind of vendors were going around mm-hmm. and chatting with each other to meet each other a bit. And, and I think it was Ashley that came by and she was like, "So did you try the fire extinguisher?" And I yeah. kind of looked at Danny and she looked at me and we were like, "What? You have to go oh yeah, you should go try it." And we're like, "Okay." And we immediately dropped everything and ran. She's like, "You can just leave your table." Oh, you're already leaving your table. Okay. <laughs> we're like running over to the fire extinguisher. So she did a little like the person who is repping for the company. Is it Citra or Citra? It's a company that does all of these trainings and all sorts of, yeah, different things. And they, so first aid training, when I say all these sorts of different things, it's like at a corporate, like big level. Yep, exactly. Fire extinguishers, first aid. And so they had two different size fire extinguishers where they kind of showed you where you would pull a pin from, how the speed at which you're supposed to be, and just give you like a general overview of what to do with the fire extinguisher. Uh And then they had like this screen thing. Where you essentially played it like a video game. Yeah. The fire like extinguisher. Hunt. Yeah. It was like Duck Hunt, but with a fire yeah. extinguisher and a fire. So we'll post some video of it. You'll see who wins. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Oh, do we want to let them see who wins? Yeah. Do you need to give an explanation about why you lost? <laughs> no. I just wanted to say that you were a lady of hidden talents. <laughs> I think there's some technical errors, but... <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. So we had a blast at the Prepper Fair. If you work for a company and you need Prep Yourself podcast to come and liven it up. (laughs) As long as there's a bunch of other organizations there to lend some kind of validity to people taking time out of their day to learn about stuff. Not be worth it just to have us there. (laughs) We're more of like the peanut gallery. (laughs) Not just like the peanut gallery. No, we are. We are the actual peanut gallery. (laughs) We should have peanuts at the next What if we we wore full peanut costumes (laughs) with the monocle? Like planar peanut. (laughs) Sensing some copyright uh, infringement here. Oh my God. Let's end this. We'll see what happens. Uh, So obviously we didn't get to our uh, subject that we were going to do this week, which is disaster organizations. So we are going to do that for our next episode. And we may be able to learn a couple of things by the time that we're recording this episode because we have two events that we're going to participate in slash host a meetup. Yeah. Obviously, Geostorm. (laughs) (laughs) Nixon predicted it. Yep. And it went wrong. (laughs) Geostorm is coming out 
the weekend of the 20th. I don't. Th- I think that we're going to be creating, we're going to talk a little more about our schedules and we're going to create a meetup, I think, for the evening of the 23rd uh, yeah. to go and watch Geostorm and fill our eyeballs with man-made disaster. <laughs> man-made natural disasters. Man-made natural disasters. <laughs> I love just saying it. I'm going to the movies to see a movie about man-made astral disasters. Okay. And then also, um, this Thursday, and then hopefully, maybe this is out in time, maybe it's not, but we'll be spreading the word via uh, social media. There is going to be an, a national event that's called the Shakeout or Shakedown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's the Shakeout. I think that shakedown would be hilarious. <laughs> I'm just trying to get the change out of your pocket. So I want you to duck and cover underneath your desk. Then I can go in your files of your, like I can be. It's the great shakeout. <laughs> it's October 19th at 10, 19 a.m. And the, like I said, this is a national um, thing. But also, of course, uh, the Office of Emergency Management is letting people know that it's happening, and then also uh, various uh, other emergency organizations. The If you want to order organize something at your work, you can go and add yourself, and they send you a whole little uh, orientation on how to kind of uh, explain it to your fellow coworkers and then how to do the drill. And we're going to participate and see how it happens. I actually... The company that I work with in my building, uh, who has, I have three people that I work with. They have a hundred some odd people. Uh, But I invited them to do it, and we're having a whole planning meeting with HR tomorrow. Hey, check you out. About doing it. So we'll see how that goes, Mm -hmm. and hopefully I'll have something to report back on that. But it definitely connects in back into that uh, discussion about disaster organizations and stuff, because this is something that, you know, Mm -hmm. that a lot of... Organizations are going to be working uh, together to do different kind of components and, of the emergency response. And why you should practice. Because so you don't get paralyzed. Mm-hmm. So you're not reaching for your phone when you're supposed to be hiding. <laughs> I had a great time at Starbucks. Yeah, that was so fun. I felt delighted that they asked us mm-hmm. and that it was that all of the employees were so nice and mm-hmm. that people actually wanted to talk to us, other than the people who didn't want to yeah, talk to us. And it was good to hear about, like, real life experiences hopefully you enjoyed hearing voices other than ours i can't imagine why i don't know we're like why don't you talk more (laughs) no so yeah Yeah. thank you everybody for listening you better (laughs) slowly but surely keep surviving (laughs) bye everybody (laughs) 